the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is The Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show as we are clearly thinking about uh, the important weekend ahead, and that is Independence Day weekend And that's so very, very sweet to hear. We just hope that we can keep that independence. Amen? Amen. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. Of course, I'm Bill Bunkley, host of the Bill Bunkley Show, and we are part of the Salem Media Group. Uh, And want to let you know that it's always important uh, for us to be able to, to be here to encourage you and also to inform you. Now, we are standing by, and uh, sometimes... uh, there's an opportunity for us to hear from uh, uh, the Vice President of the United States and uh, along with uh, Governor DeSantis. And so if that's going to happen, we will let you know. Very important discussion between the two uh, about uh, the COVID-19 situation right here in Florida. And that's going to be a special opportunity for us to talk about uh, today. Now, as uh, we're getting ready to go into the 4th of July weekend, we have so much to be, just to be um, thankful for. We have been blessed. And uh, the idea about uh, our, um, our freedom that we have today. But, you know, as we're marking yet another year uh, in our independence, and this is uh, Independence Weekend 2020, do you know that our fight for independence is not over? Do you know that the concept of freedom is not a concept that just continues to go forward on on auto drive? No, it is something that, especially now, I think we see that it's important for us to be engaged in the battle, if you will, to be engaged in the fight uh, to keep our independence. You know, when we look at some of the words of the Declaration of Independence, And for the support of this declaration, it says, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Think about that for just a moment. Think about 
the pledge to each other. You know, when, um, when this bold move was taken by the representatives of the original 13 colonies, the people who you see signatures on those founding documents and in the constitutional documents, you know, they were, putting their, they were putting their lives on the line because most of those individuals were influential neighbors all throughout the 13 colonies. And their influence, uh, they also were very well acquainted with the King of England. The King of England was well, um, well um, uh, aware of those folks who began to move in the direction of breaking off from the United Kingdom. And to talk about the fact that uh, not only the pledge was their lives to each other, but also their fortunes, well, that was so very true. Because if the... Um, if the, if the independence movement had gone the other way, chances are most of these individuals had a good chance of losing everything. But you know one thing they wouldn't lose is that is that third concept that I just shared with you from the Declaration of Independence. Their shared sacred honor. You know, to some degree, honor is, uh, is sometimes missing in the American culture. Because we have gotten so focused on ourselves, so focused on uh, being able to um, look out for number one, that uh, to, to be able to be a person of a sacred honor to another person, that simply means that you are going to keep your word, you're going to stand tall, and the values that you are known for, those are the values that you will stick with no matter what the price. There were 56 patriots that actually signed this pledge, this mutual pledge to each other for their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. 56 patriots. And let me tell you, don't let anybody try and convince you that these 56 patriots came together absolutely void of any exposure or any knowledge of biblical principles. That would just be patently untrue. Remember that of the 13 divisions of the 13 colonies, there were also close to 13 divisions in uh, theological beliefs and alignments. And when these uh, 56 patriots got together, many of them were Christians. Many of them were following the teachings of Christ, but some of the customs uh, that they were, uh, they were used to in their own colony, well, they were now gathered with other individuals who had uh, other customs. And there were differences in ways that, uh, you know, the Christians from one colony might greet each other, and uh, there was a way that another colony might greet each other, and so... As they came together and they were having those early days, there certainly were times of, um, of uh, well, I, I would say a little bit of confusion maybe. Just in the greeting. Just in getting to know each other. 
But, you know, God had his hand on all of it. God had his hand on all of those uh, differences. And uh, it was, um, it certainly was a, uh, a beautiful thing. So who were these 56 patriots that put it all in line? Well, obviously, you would imagine some were lawyers. We had a doctor. Uh, we had a surgeon. We had those who were ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As you would imagine, there were some farmers, had some sheriffs. We had a printer, a publisher, <laughs> had a scientist. And some of these you can probably even name off of which one of our founding fathers had that area of a profession. But there was also a surveyor. There were some judges. There was a tax collector. There was a customs collector. There was a, there was a, a retail shop owner, a mercantile owner. There was a carpenter. There was an architect. There was an author. There was an inventor, a ship owner, plantation owner. There was a poet. And there was a college president. Now think about think about this point in American history. We talk a lot about diversity today, and um, certainly there's diversity in terms of uh, uh, the pigment colors of our skin. That certainly is center stage right now. But always, when you have an advisory group, there is also a need for diversity. All of these different areas that I just shared with you, they all have uh, different perspectives. They all have different interests. Now, they all had similar interests, and that uh, was the, the founding principles of the United States of America. But what, what I mean is, is that, you know, a farmer has uh, different issues that uh, he may be thinking about that need to be part of this U.S. of A., uh, than uh, maybe the printer or the publisher. Um, someone who was one of our founding fathers who was an architect would have a different point of view from, well, uh, either our doctor or the lawyers that were part of the group that came together. And the part that I focus in on is I firmly believe that the inspiration of the Holy Spirit was upon this, this group of men. And the reason why I say that, when we look at what has happened, uh, back then they had aspirations. They had dreams about what America could be, who America could be, and what that would represent for the future. Well, now we're in 2020, and we have the opportunity to look back at actual history in the rearview mirror. Look at what all... America has represented, even though in the last decade or two or three, we're really, we're really slipping and we're really slipping bad as a nation to our entire corporate support of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But if you just look at who America has been in the world, and the least of which, these founding fathers never knew that in 1948, America would play a pivotal role 
in the answer of uh, a prophecy of many years ago that the Jews would return to their land. And Aliyah has been happening since then. And not to mention, um, if this is if this will hold past the presidential election, the naming of the, or, or the moving of the American embassy from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, the sacred capital of the country of Israel, and now the protection of some of the occupied, so-called occupied territories, the, the West Bank, however you want to refer to it. And remember that God's original land grant to Abraham was far wider than anything that we're looking at to here. And so, God bless America. God bless this Declaration of Independence. And as we have an opportunity, not just for one day, but uh, in this particular cycle, uh, we have an entire weekend uh, to contemplate uh, the importance of freedom, as well as to balance that with uh, a look at what's happening in our nation today. Because the struggle for our independence is certainly not over. And in fact, uh, the threats that in independence have risen sharply in the last few months. We know that many in this country no longer share the founders' vision. And that is, that's sad. That's very disappointing. And remember that they gave us this grand republic, this beautiful republic, this awesome republic. And it's ours. But if you remember, founding father, walking out of one of the constitutional convention meetings, said, yes, given you a republic, that is if you can keep it, which means if we can keep it. Be very thoughtful. Independence Day 2020 is very important. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be right back. Before you have the Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word money to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text money to 411411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Listen to Faith Talk weekday mornings at 8 for Alan Jackson, Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Trust in the Lord. Now, the best way I know to defeat fear in your life is to use fear as an indicator of a place where you have a lack of trust and begin to find ways to trust the Lord in that place. 
Alan Jackson Ministries, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code TAMPA to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. here with the Bill Bunkley Show. Absolutely excited about having you along the way this afternoon. I ran across a very, very interesting story. Uh, This is in the news, and I thought uh, I would take a moment just to share it with you. And because it has to do with pastors and men and women of our police department, or at least a police department, I should say. And uh, you know that we are trying to bring everybody together on one page to decide the things that we need to do to move forward. And I ran across something that maybe we could adopt right here in our area. It's a story that uh, I ran across by Amber Strong with CBN News. And it has to do with uh, what's happening in Indianapolis, Indiana. The story has to do with pastors in police cars, police officers in pews, and police in the community walk a mile in each other's shoes. So if you're listening this afternoon, Pastor, How would you feel about going on a ride-along with your local law enforcement agency? Go out and spend a shift. Maybe go out and spend a shift overnight uh, to be in that passenger seat, to see that uh, sheriff's deputy, highway patrol, police officer work through their shift. I want to talk about that, and then I'll talk about the reciprocal side of that. And so as we're trying to bridge this divide between law enforcement and the community, I think pastors can can really make a difference here. Now, especially in, in some of the inner city neighborhoods, that's where I would recommend these ride-alongs would really take place. Because that is the area where we have a a great deal of mistrust. But this this program in Indianapolis, Indiana, I think they may be on to something. And the idea is for a pastor and a police officer via in the community with other community members to walk in each other's shoes. 
if we have a pastor that can do a ride-along in one of these communities and be able to witness what is happening in those communities, what would happen if we had some of the members of the police department? And keep in mind that departments are doing what we call local policing. So there, and when you get a, a local policing, we don't have a lot of beat cops like you see in New York and Chicago because we don't quite have the, uh, the, the compression of the ur urbanization there. Uh, but the idea is, so you've got, you've got the different shifts with the sheriff's police department. And so what would happen if we would have some pastors riding along different nights on a regular basis, and then some of those police officers would come and visit one of the worship services, and I'm thinking of the pastors that would do a ride-along, then that officer that hosted that pastor that night for the ride-along, that pastor and others would come uh, just to... Um, experience and uh, be a part of a, of a worship service. And to begin to see these ties, these relationships, because at that point you could then have maybe the pastor um, hosting th th this, th this relationship that develops with a handful of officers that are um, primarily serving and protecting around that church. Uh, then to have maybe some other opportunities for get-togethers, discussions, um, give-and-takes between police officers and that church or members of the community. And uh, because that's what they're doing in Indianapolis. They're calling it um, police officers rounding the block. And that's what people see every day. But I'll tell you what, when you see those police cars driving around, and, and the next thing is you, you might look and see the local pastor <laughs> is in the car. <clears throat> you might have a, a Catholic nun in the car. Um, and then an opportunity to see some police officers worshiping in, in that same church environment, imagine the looks, imagine the attention that they would, uh, they would be getting. And so as we are looking for ways to bring our communities together, as I've said before, I think the only, the only hope for healing is the is the love and the healing provided by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit. And as I saw this, I thought this might be a tangible, uh, a tangible suggestion as we try to move forward. In Indianapolis, there's 15 congregations that are taking uh, a part with this, taking a part in this. Um... And there, I will tell you that there are some officers who, who are walking the beat. 
And what's happening is there, those pastors are actually walking the beat with them. And oftentimes those pastors, you know, the police officer may know someone in the community. And maybe there's a a greater chance that if they did know somebody, that someone that has kind of been, you know, uh, in the area of a little mischief. And then the pastor may know that same young person and may know his family. And so imagine if they came across to them in the evening, the both of those together, the conversations uh, uh, that they could have. And also getting the attention of uh, that youngster. Uh, But anyway, I think there is uh, a lot of good. But that lot of good is being hampered because it only takes a few to break that trust between a community and uh, a law enforcement agency. But we've got to um, we've got to bring this down. We've got to have an opportunity for people to come together. And so maybe if there's a pastor or some deacons listening this afternoon, maybe there's an opportunity for you to have a dialogue with your local sheriff, your local police department, and maybe this might be a first step. I'm Bill Bunkley. Going to take a break. Be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump will be at Mount Rushmore this evening to kick off the Independence Day weekend. The president will join several thousand people for a patriotic display of fireworks at the National Memorial. Britain is scrapping a 14-day quarantine rule for arrivals from about 60 countries deemed lower risk for the coronavirus. That includes France, Spain, Germany, and Italy. The United States is not included. Arizona has reached new peaks in hospitalizations and emergency room visits, indicating the state is only intensifying as a coronavirus hotspot. State health officials say the capacity of hospital intensive care units now is at an all-time high of 91%. People who went to the ER because of COVID-19 symptoms numbered a record 1,847, nearly 500 more than a day earlier. This is SRN News. As the will of the students go, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corey Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code TAMPA. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Promo code TAMPA. Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 630 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Bill Carl here for my friends at Moss Nissan. You know, while the factories were slowing production and many dealerships were running out of cars to sell, Moss Nissan and Moss Acura went on an inventory buying spree so you don't have to settle. Now, with over a 1,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, Moss has a vehicle for everyone's budget. Before you buy that Nissan or Acura elsewhere, see Moss. They'll have the vehicle you want, the other guys might not. 
Their goal is to never lose your business over price. With many favorable finance programs, including 0% loans with approved credit, Moss Nissan Crystal River just received the prestigious Award of Excellence from Nissan. Great job, guys. And if you're searching for a new, improved service experience, Moss Service Departments handle all makes and models. Moss Nissan and Acura are the home of You Serve, You Save, which now applies to pastors and church workers in addition to vets, first responders, and active military. Locations in Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and now Florida Avenue. Or go to MossAcura.com and MossNissan.com. Every three minutes, another person falls further into credit card debt. Many credit card companies have nearly doubled their minimum monthly payment. People can barely afford to keep up. Here's the great news. With our powerful program, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. We are a nationwide nonprofit and have helped over 600,000 people with their credit cards. Get free of credit card debt today. Call 800-495-1307. That's 800-495-1307. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. talk about someone who um, who's paid the price for following Christ and um, it's in a country about a 90 mile stretch just south of well the southernmost point of the United States and that is Key West I want to focus on Cuba for a moment and as representative of uh, all of those who go to share the gospel in places where there could be risk to their personal lives and their personal lifestyles. And I wanted to, to share this story because it's important to realize that Cuba is still hostile to an open religious liberty, religious freedom, environment in the island country. There is a pastor by the name of Ramon Regal. Ramon Regal and his wife, Aida Esposito, Esposito, um, 
April of last year, not April a couple of months ago, they've been in jail in Cuba since April of last year. Why? Think about this, homeschooling mom and dads. They got put in jail because they were homeschooling. The socialist communist government, and I want to make sure that I make that emphasis, uh, the socialist communist government did not like the idea of their children being homeschooled. And it all has to do with socialism and atheism that is taught in the Cuban public schools. They are indoctrinating their kids with socialism in Cuba so that as those young kids grow older, they don't know that there's another way to go, and that's called freedom. And, of course, they are teaching them atheism. Well, the, the couple was sentenced for crimes including other acts against the normal development of a minor, basically charging them with child abuse. Child abuse. He was sentenced for two years, and he was also charged with illicit association since the church he was pastoring <laughs> is not registered with the communist Cuban government. CBN reports, while the couple served their sentence, their two children remained at home without their parents. And are you ready for this? without any schooling whatsoever. This is this is really unconscionable. It's also unthinkable. And we think about the freedom and the independence that we're in the midst of during these days of uh, Independence Day 2020. And not too far from our borders, we have we have this very unfortunate situation. Well, he's been released, and ask you to pray for this family and to lift them up, and just remember the price for freedom. Now, I want to let you hear a little bit from um, a press conference with Governor DeSantis, as well as the Vice President of the United States, uh, Mike Pence, right here in Tampa. Let's go ahead and um, let's listen in. You know, we, between the state, we're doing 10, 15,000 tests a day at all the different sites. Um, there was a question about PPE. We've got PPE. Hospitals have it. State has it. You know, we're good to go there. Uh, there was no uh, treatment of any kind, really, for this. It was totally novel. Uh, the physicians have learned a lot, and then through uh, Secretary Azar and HHS, uh, I remember coming down, I think at the end of April, to visit Tampa General, they asked about...
we apologize, folks. Are we are standing by as uh, the vice president is sharing uh, some comments here in just uh, a few moments that I want to bring with you. A uh, very important visit by the uh, the vice president uh, as well as uh, the governor of the state of Florida. Florida and Texas and Arizona and other states that have been opening up certainly have been experiencing some challenges. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take you back to uh, to that press conference. Rather than be discharged back to that facility, which would create problems, you have a place uh, to go to be able to discharge that. So all around the state now, uh, we've got 750 beds in COVID-only nursing facilities. And so we just brought one on in Miami. We now have one in Broward, two in Palm Beach, uh, two in Southwest Florida, Brevard County, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Escambia, and Tallahassee. So pretty much anywhere around the state, uh, if you have somebody who is a resident of a long-term care facility that's in the hospital, that's medically stable but still contagious, uh, you have a place where they can be safely transferred. So we think that that's something that's very, very significant. Uh, the message that we've really been sending for folks in Florida, I think because we had such a quiet May, uh, because you know the positivity was so low, the caseload was so low, um, it kind of fell out of the news at the end of May, beginning to, of June, uh, and I think people weren't as focused on it anymore. Um, and now, obviously, we've seen these cases, so I think people are more focused on it. Uh, but basically, the message is, you know, for those folks who are uh, 65 and older, people that have significant uh, underlying medical conditions, um, you know, do your best to avoid crowds and, and minimize close contact with people outside your home right now. We have... Um, the uh, uh, virus community transmission, particularly with younger people. Uh, if you look at where you go back a month, the median age of our cases was in the 50s. Uh, now the median age of the cases here in Hillsborough County for the entire pandemic has dropped to 34. And there'll be days where we'll get cases in Hillsborough County and the median age will be under 30. In Orange County, the median age for the whole pandemic is now 32. There's days where it'll be 28, 29. So it's been a huge shift. The case growth has really been in that 18 to 34, uh, 35 age group. Now those are folks that are by and large gonna be much less um, prone to significant consequences. Nevertheless, uh, with the increasing positivity rate, it's clear that you're seeing more and more community transmission really being driven by that age group. And so you know, if you're someone in one of the medically vulnerable conditions or you're an older person, you know, just understand that that's out there. Continue to be vigilant. I think folks in Florida, the seniors have been very, very vigilant throughout this whole time. Uh, we still want to ask people to be able to do that going forward. And then for kind of the general public, you know, we're telling people to avoid the three C's, um, you know, close, closed spaces. In Florida, it's hot. People don't want to be outside in the 95 degree heat. Uh, just understand if you're getting together in closed spaces with uh, poor ventilation, that is going to be a much better vector uh, for this virus to be able to spread. We're also saying avoid large crowds. Now, we had for a long time a 10-person gathering limit. We've advised you know, not to do uh, more than 50, but I would say the smaller the group, uh, the better uh, for that. And then also the close contact. If you're in really close to staying contact with somebody, you're going to be more apt uh, to see transmission of this virus. So avoid the three Cs. Uh, stay safe and, and take care of yourself during this holiday weekend. I want to bring up the vice president, just thank him. Uh, he came down, I remember, at the very beginning of this in March, 
We went down and met with the cruise line folks, um, has always been there to help us uh, as we've needed different things. And, um, you know, we have needed things from time to time. And so I really want to thank him for, for being a friend to the state of Florida, being a friend to the people of Florida, and really uh, not, never leaving this fight. I mean, even as we saw numbers go down across the country in May, you know, now we see a, a Sun Belt resurgence. Um, and he's been, I think, all over the Sun Belt just in the last few days. Um, so we've already discussed ways that, um, that they can help Florida going forward. And, um, and I know that they're going to be able to deliver on that. So I want to, it's my really honor to be able to welcome yet again to the state of Florida, our Vice President, Mike Pence. Well, thank you, Governor DeSantis. Uh, thank you for your leadership. People of Florida deserve to know that from the very beginning of this pandemic, Governor DeSantis and his healthcare team have uh, formed a seamless partnership uh, with our entire uh, White House Coronavirus Task Force. And uh, whether it be in testing, whether it be in personal protective equipment, whether it be in the distribution of therapeutics like remdesivir, um, uh, or whether it be in advancing the kind of mitigation efforts that have uh, that have kept Florida low for a long time until just a few short weeks ago. Governor, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you for your leadership and your partnership. And I want to, I want to thank all the people of Florida uh, for all of your efforts over the many months. Uh, and to say to each and every one of you what we said to the governor today is we're with you. And uh, President Trump's direction, we're going to make sure uh, that your governor uh, and the state of Florida have what you need when you need it to meet this moment of rising cases across the state. Uh, we really are here to, uh, uh, to assure the people of Florida uh, that as we, uh, as we see the rising cases, not only in this state, but across the Sun Belt, that, uh, that we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that our extraordinary health care workers have the resources and the support and supplies. And the governor and I talked today about, uh, uh, about personnel, and uh, we'll be considering a a request from the state of Florida about uh, medical personnel that uh, will be processing uh, in very short order. Uh, but, um, uh, Governor, I also want to thank you for your efforts. Uh, I want to thank you for your efforts to open up Florida again. We had good news this morning as a nation. Uh, nearly five million jobs created in the month of June, including many here in the state of Florida. It was the largest one-month increase in history. Uh, and, uh, and Florida, being an economic engine for uh, the United States, played a key role in that. But I also want to say, Governor, that, uh, that we fully support uh, your prudent steps uh, in, uh, in, in working to slow the spread and the rising cases that are impacting Florida today. Um, as, as we said in a task force meeting not long ago, it's, and I'd say to the people of Florida, it's not an either-or choice. If all of us will put in You've been listening to the Vice President of the United States, uh, along with Governor Ron DeSantis, speaking from right here in Tampa, Florida, a very important visit representing, uh, well, the President of the United States. I'm Bill Bunkley, going to take a quick timeout. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation... Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code TAMPA to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Bill Bunkley with something to think about. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. With these closing words from the Declaration of Independence, 56 patriots put it all on the line for freedom as they understood it from the Holy Bible. They were lawyers, a doctor, a surgeon, ministers of the gospel of Jesus, farmers, sheriffs, a printer, a publisher, a scientist, a surveyor, judges, a tax collector, customs collector, a mercantile owner, a carpenter, an architect, an author, an inventor, a ship owner, a plantation owner, a poet, and a college president. The struggle for independence is not over. Many no longer share the founder's vision. They gave us a grand republic, that is, if we can keep it. I'm Bill Bunkley. 
you're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here. And I'd like to have you be able to listen in more of the president's, uh, vice president's comments from right here in Tampa, Florida, along with our governor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, let's uh, go back, and this is Vice President Mike Pence respond to this outbreak in Florida, to slow the spread, to protect the vulnerable, to get our kids back to school, uh, and to keep opening up our economy. Um, But lastly, let me say to all of my fellow Americans all across Florida, we all need to do our part, and we once again want to specifically encourage younger Americans in Florida. It's one of the unique things. I was in uh, Arizona yesterday. I was in Texas over the weekend, and as we discussed with your governor, it's uh, it's a truism of this moment in the pandemic that uh, some 50 percent of all the new cases are Americans under the age of 35. And to each and every one of you, let let me just say from my heart, I, uh, I know you know that without a serious underlying health condition that the threat of the coronavirus to younger Americans is very, very low. Um, but no younger American would ever want to put at risk a grandmother, a grandfather, a mom, a dad, an elderly neighbor or friend by inadvertently exposing them to the coronavirus. And that's why we encourage you to be vigilant, to heed state and local guidance, um, uh, and to uh, uh, respect those who are most vulnerable in particular. And just know that if all of us do our part, we'll get through this. Um, I can't help but feel that uh, the resilience and the strength and character of the American people shown forth today, that even in these challenging times, we're continuing to see America's economy coming back, America going back to work. Uh, and I'm just absolutely confident. If all of us do all that we need to do, we'll do what we've done before in other parts of the country um, and uh, what Florida did for so many months. We will slow the spread. We will flatten the curve. Uh, we will save lives. And we will bring uh, Florida and America's economy back bigger and better than ever before. Uh, with that, I'm going to uh, invite to the podium a couple of members of our team. Dr. Uh, Deborah Burks, been the White House coordinator, uh, been our, our lead scientist on all matters. And after her, we'll hear from the Secretary of HHS briefly and the head of the FDA to share with you uh, uh, what we heard today and what we're seeing. But, Governor, once again, thank you for your leadership and to all the people of Florida. Uh, We're with you, and we're going to stay with you until that day comes that we put the coronavirus in the past here in Florida and all across America. So thank you, and God bless you. Deb? Thank you, Mr. Vice President. This is Dr. Deborah Burks, who's with the White House Task Force, and she's in Tampa, and she was sharing from Tampa. Let's listen in. In the next few weeks, we were watching this area, Tampa, very closely through March through April, through May, through your reopening. And for days after days, weeks after weeks, we saw you sitting at 4%, which everybody, including the World Health Organization, said is a safe 
place to be. At the, end of May, at the end of May, we began to see your numbers increase and go from a very low of 4% at the end of May to this high now of 17%. So this virus came to Tampa and spread through Tampa sometime along the end of May and then spread through the asymptomatic groups that don't, as described, get symptoms um, and constantly spread into the point where you have this number of cases today. And we all have a critical role to play over the next two to three weeks to stop that spread. To every Floridian, we know what works. In addition to the hand washing and the social distancing, wearing masks and not having large gatherings inside. Um, not having large gathering outside. But if you participated in a large gathering in the last four weeks, we ask all of you to come forward and be tested because of the level of asymptomatic spread. So we're asking for everyone under 40 that if you were in a gathering, please go and get tested. Please wear a mask. Stay connected. To all right, uh, you've been listening to Dr. Burks as uh, she's been uh, spending some time in Tampa talking about um, what we've been facing, and that is COVID-19. One of the big things that is important for this 4th of July weekend is to remember, number one, avoid those large gatherings. Number two, especially if those large gatherings are indoors, maybe you're thinking about having people over to your home. People in close proximity in an air-conditioned space is, is really not a good idea. Social distancing is very important. Washing your hands, washing your hands, washing your hands is very important. As you heard Dr. Burks, the next two weeks are extremely critical, extremely important. And so as um, we look at that, we also look at the fact that Wearing a mask, I believe, when you're out and about, particularly in areas where you can't social distance for uh, the full six feet, I think that's an important feature to uh, attempt to um, keep covered. And, of course, I, I share this once again from someone who has uh, a compromised immune system. And we can have a very, very beautiful Fourth of July weekend. We just have to stay a little safe. Well, that's going to wrap up our number one of the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, it's always a pleasure for us to be here. We want to encourage you. We want to be here for you and to share with you the truth. And the truth is that God's got everything under control, and as long as we stay on His page, He's going to see us through. He's going to take us up, over, to the left, to the right, whatever is necessary to challenge us ahead. I'm Bill Bunkley. As America sits at a standstill, God is calling his people to action to spread hope, light, and truth. If you've ever felt the tug to share your story by writing a Christian book, now is the time to embrace the stillness and put pen to paper. Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com, where we're linking arms with believers to heed the Great Commission and get Christian books into the hands of readers. That's ChristianAuthors.com, where we're amplifying truth to see lives changed. Get your free guide to Christian publishing today at ChristianAuthors.com. 
Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1, streaming at Let's Talk Faith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says he's looking forward to tonight's fireworks show at Mount Rushmore. Fireworks returning to Mount Rushmore for the first time in a decade. There are some concerns. Health experts worry about the coronavirus risk because South Dakota's governor says social distancing will not be required and masks will be optional. A Florida expert on virus outbreaks says she's concerned that Fourth of July activities will make the situation even worse. A virus expert in one of the nation's hardest hit states, Dr. Mary Jo Trepka at Florida International University, says she thinks it's going to be a very difficult situation for at least a month. She's especially concerned about Fourth of July parties, saying people's behavior will be critical this weekend. She's urging everyone to wear masks and avoid congregating in groups. Correspondent Jackie Quinn, more than 52,000 new infections reported nationwide yesterday. That's another record. Also at SRNews.com, a number of U.S. lawmakers are condemning China's new national security law for Hong Kong. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew reports. Senator Tom Cotton says what's happening in Hong Kong amounts to a tragedy. A crime, an affront to the civilized world. With global implications, Cotton says they're largely going unnoticed because of COVID-19 and domestic tensions capturing the daily headlines. We may look back in the near future and view this moment in Hong Kong as the single biggest moment of the year. Cotton accusing China of using the COVID-19 pandemic as cover for what he calls its crimes against Hong Kong. Bob Agnew, Washington. A 4.9 magnitude earthquake has just struck southwest of Puerto Rico. There were no reported casualties. The quake was felt across the U.S. territory and is the latest in a series of tremors that began in late December. Those tremors have damaged or destroyed hundreds of homes. This is SRN News. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code MOVIE to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. Good news from Egypt. Daryl Bach of Dallas Theological Seminary has been meeting with Egyptian Christians, and they tell him that conditions for believers in their country are better than ever. Speaking on an episode of the Tablet podcast, Bach quotes Egypt's Protestant leaders as saying that while Muslim terrorism is still a problem, 
the government is positively disposed toward the faith. They also say that the Egyptian government is trying to root out the terrorists wherever they're found. Michael Harrington, SRN News. World leaders are calling for a United Nations probe into a Chinese government birth control campaign targeting largely Muslim minorities in the far western region of Xinjiang. The U.S. Commission of International Religious Freedom says the campaign might meet the legal criteria for genocide. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee is calling forced birth control deplorable, adding that a nation that treats its own people this way should never be considered a great power. This is SRN News. FedEx is using its business relationship with the Washington Redskins to urge the team to change its name. The delivery service company had paid $205 million in 1999 for the naming rights to FedEx Field after the team left D.C. and RFK Stadium for Landover, Maryland, just east of the nation's capital. Quoting the Thursday FedEx statement, we have communicated to the team in Washington our request that they change the team name. Adding to the pressure, FedEx's CEO, Frederick Smith, is a minority owner of the team. Majority owner Daniel Snyder has held firm to retain the name despite lawsuits in which the team has prevailed. George Bonzani reporting. Dodger Stadium's 40-year wait to host the All-Star Game is going to last even longer. The game schedule for July 14th has been canceled because of the pandemic. The 2021 game is already set for Atlanta's truest park, home to the Braves since 2017. More details at SRNews.com. I'm John Scott. This is Bob Lapine from Family Life Today. The 4th of July is a day we normally spend celebrating our independence from British rule. But just how often do you celebrate your independence from the bondage of sin? Jesus Christ paid the price to set us free. Because of his sacrifice, we're free to follow him. So as you celebrate this Independence Day, remember that you've also been set free from more than just a governing body. In Christ, you are free indeed. And now, for your holiday enjoyment, a special Independence Day program, United We Stand. Hello, and welcome to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. You know, I've been celebrating Independence Day here in America all my life, well over 60 years, with all the parades and the fireworks, the outdoor concerts, people at the parks and outdoor, and this year. This Independence Day 2020 is truly the first of its kind in my lifetime. And for the first time, I I must admit, I don't quite feel my normal 4th of July self. Do you? It feels like things just aren't right. But you say, well, of course they're not the same. The COVID-19 has made us sort of uh, hostages in our own free America. We can't go here or there. No hugs, no handshakes. It kind of makes it hard to really celebrate. But as bad as the COVID-19 has made things in our life, that's honestly not what's really getting my spirit down. It's more what I call like an unrest, a, a struggle. A struggle of what? Less enthusiasm about the future. Simply said, I think we are losing the joy in our nation of what our Declaration of Independence said, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, you've 
heard it before. Right there in the Declaration of Independence, our founding fathers dreamed of a free and united America where we could be assured of what it says there. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this is what our founding fathers wanted, a free and united America. And here's something you may not know. Did you know at the time of the writings of the Declaration of Independence that actually at that time there was very little real unity? In fact, the majority of the colonists in America at that time were not for independence. Most did not want to break away from England. According to my research, less than 50% of the colonists really supported the war, and almost one-fourth of all the people were absolutely for the rule and control of England to continue. So as we look at all the polls being thrown at us today, which show very few of us as a majority for anything, how in the world can we find and keep unity here in our America today? And today, we're going to go back to that time and ask that question. How did they work to become the United States of America? And does our formula for unity still work in our America today? Must we still work hard to be united, or is it just a given? So grab up the children, gather the family, and let's all listen and be reminded of how our America came to be the greatest nation in the world and what we must do today to keep it great. Let's start with a question. How does a nation become a nation? As I study history, I find most governments and most nations in our world history were formed by the stronger and more powerful pushing down of all others until they were finally in control and authority with their guns and weapons and armies. That would be called a monarchy. But our founding fathers did not want that. They had already tasted what it was like to live in a nation ruled by a king, and they wanted something else. They wanted a nation owned by the people. And that's where the phrase, we the people, was started. And these three words are the first words found inside the preamble to our Constitution, and it was put there to give all readers a clear idea of what would follow in the rules of action laid out in our U.S. Constitution. Listen to what the preamble to our Constitution says. Now, if you're like me, back in my school days as a boy, I was taught to memorize this preamble along with the Pledge of Allegiance and the words to our national anthem. Do they still do that in public schools today? I surely hope so. And if you memorized the words long ago, say them with me now. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, to establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. 
Did you know that the preamble to our Constitution was almost not written? That our Constitution was almost not written. And that we came so very close to not even having a United States. You say, no way. After all those years of fighting, after all the death and loss with a war that lasted almost nine years, and you're trying to tell us that we almost didn't even have a nation at all? Where's that story? I want to hear it. Well, thanks for asking, because here it is. After the Revolutionary War ended, many celebrated our new and free land. But what then? It was 1787 when delegates from each of the colonies came to Philadelphia for that constitutional convention. And it actually, well, it didn't go very well at all. Why? Well, they were not united in their thoughts, in their plans, in their ideals. They were not united. And no matter how hard they tried, they could not come to the required majority vote on any of the key foundational pieces of the plan. So, as the lack of progress in the meetings became like a, well, like a wall of frustration, many of the delegates began to, well, talk about packing up and leaving, going back home with no United States. Could it be that after all they had gone through, there would be no United States? But this one delegate, 81-year-old Benjamin Franklin, asked to speak. And he said this, I have lived, sirs, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire cannot rise without his aid. Benjamin Franklin believed that our new free America could only be successful as a nation with God's help. In that same speech, he went on to say this, Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. You see, Benjamin Franklin believed that not only did we need God to help us build America, more than that, he believed that without God, we could not build America. Have you ever thought about it that way? And how did our leaders respond to Franklin's statement regarding our great need for God in America? You say they threw him out on his ear. They told him they would not allow God to lead our nation. Right? <laughs> Wrong. When Franklin finished his speech, the delegates to that Congress sat for a moment silent. Then up stepped James Madison who today is known as the chief architect of our U.S. Constitution. He moved that Franklin's appeal for prayer be established. His motion was seconded by Edmund Jennings Randolph of Virginia, who moved further that, quote, a sermon be preached at the request of that convention on the 4th of July, the anniversary of our nation's independence, and that prayers be offered every day to Almighty God at the beginning and at the end of each of our meetings. Did you know that? Did you know that they ask God to help them? Every day, their meetings started with a prayer, asking God to watch over them and to help them work 
to form this new nation. And God did it. You see, our founding fathers realized at that crucial breaking point moment, they knew what it would take to build a nation and to survive as the United States of America. It would take Almighty God. And just a few moments ago, when I talked of my losing confidence today in the chances of our American unity, wondering just how we can get back to a true and powerful unity, I thank God that our founding fathers saw where unity, true unity, where it comes from. And they did not quit. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Independence Day program after these messages. Hello, I'm Jerry Stewart. As we take this short program break, let me share with you my heart for our America. First, those of us who believe that God is a vital partner with us in our America, first, we must pray. But pray for what? For Him to show each of us what our own part is in saving America. Folks, there are millions in America today doing their best to destroy our American ideals, our moral values, and they are working hard to see the destruction of our one nation under God. And how do we fight back? With our own action. Kelly, tell us how. We must spread the truthful words needed to save our nation. We're not a perfect nation. We're not a perfect people, but we are good people who want America to continue being a good nation. We are offering today this special packet we call our Saving America Packet. And here it is. Order the Saving America Packet today and get all this. First, a copy of the program, United We Stand, on CD. Second, you'll receive a complete manuscript to help you as you tell the stories. And third, another CD with 10 powerful true stories of the great patriots in our nation's history and what they did, their part, to help save our America. And fourth, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America. All this, all four items for only $24.95 plus $5 shipping and handling, delivered right to your door. Call now at 817-576-576. 2976 or order online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. That's the full length CDs, the manuscript of today's program, and Jerry's autographed book. That number again, 817 576 2976. And if we want to save our America, it starts here, now, with us. Please call. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code TAMPA to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Bill Carl here for my friends at Moss Nissan. You know, while the factories were slowing production and many dealerships were running out of cars to sell, Moss Nissan and Moss Acura went on an inventory buying spree, so you don't have to settle. Now, with over 1,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, 
Moss has a vehicle for everyone's budget. Before you buy that Nissan or Acura elsewhere, see Moss. They'll have the vehicle you want, the other guys might not. Their goal is to never lose your business over price. With many favorable finance programs, including 0% loans with approved credit, Moss Nissan Crystal River just received the prestigious Award of Excellence from Nissan. Great job, guys. And if you're searching for a new, improved service experience, Moss Service Departments handle all makes and models. Moss Nissan and Acura are the home of You Serve, You Save, which now applies to pastors and church workers in addition to vets, first responders, and active military. Locations in Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and now Florida Avenue. Or go to MossAcura.com and MossNissan.com. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries, a promise of the Marines. Hello and welcome back to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. In our last segment before the break, we were talking about this idea of our nation, America, refusing to become just another monarchy with heavy-handed authorities ruling over us, of not becoming a nation ruled by a king, but instead being a republic, a nation of the people, by the people, for the people, with rules and laws, but a free America. So our various representatives came together in 1787 to actually form this new nation. But how would they know just how to set it all up? Well, there were models of other nations in our history, how they were formed and structured. But this America, our America, was to be something all new to this world, a free nation owned and ruled by we, the people. By the way, did you know that once George Washington had led our Revolutionary War to defeat England, did you know that so many of the colonists and the leaders wanted George Washington to become our king? (laughs) Yeah, they wanted him to be our king. And what did George Washington say? Absolutely not. He said, we are a free people. Now we will stay and be a free America. But try and imagine with me a minute a new nation already full of people working to thrive and grow and succeed. But this new nation was like a new invention. And for every new invention, for it to function properly, there have to be procedures and rules to follow, steps to take, certain steps to avoid. And there needed to be like a manual of operation, like an operation instruction book. And it had to be written for America. And that's what this convention of leaders in 1787 was all about. They were working to write an operations manual for America. And it came to be called our U.S. Constitution. 
And in the Constitution, they laid out key points mandatory to make this new invention, America, work. Listen to a few of the key components of our Constitution and imagine that you're looking instead at a new car instruction booklet. First, to have a functioning vehicle on the road, there must be an owner. We must have a title for that vehicle. Now, the same goes with America. Who owns it? (laughs) We own America. We, the people. Our names are on this nation's title. We own it. Second, it says that there must be a uniting of the parts. Now, think about it. All of the parts must be designed in a car to work in a united way. For this new auto to work, there must be, well, like a spark working together with the fuel to ignite, a proper amount of air in and out, each of these working together to make the engine not just start, but to keep running. And these parts must work in harmony. There must be a rational fairness. That's what we call justice. If the parts don't work together or one part decides to go off on its own, this invention will not work. There must be peace and order, tranquility. Now, just before their constitutional convention in 1787, a series of long and violent protests had taken place in Massachusetts and its surrounding states. Now, these protests were led by farmers protesting against what they said was unfair state and local enforcement of tax collections. They came to be known as Shays' Rebellion, named after its leader, Daniel Shay. So they tried to talk it out, but unfortunately, there would be no peaceful talk. Instead, led by Daniel Shay, over 4,000 rebels armed themselves and they attacked the government military arsenal at Springfield. It was a horrible and ugly mark against a nation not even yet formed. And those at the Constitutional Convention that same year were greatly alarmed by this rebellion. There must be a tranquility, all of the pieces working together. And by the way, I experienced a happening with my own vehicle not that long ago that makes this whole matter of following an operating manual very clear. Listen to this story. My wife Kelly and I were on our way to an event all the way up in North Dakota. We had driven all that way from our home in Texas. Well, the time came for a filling up of both ourselves and my Silverado pickup. But when we pulled up to the station pumps, I noticed something, an additional pump, which stated that I could actually buy a different certain mix of fuel that would cost me much less than I was used to paying because it was not all gasoline. There was this new extra ingredient. They called it ethanol. Well, I stood there by the pumps for a few minutes looking, thinking, but not once did I think to look in my glove box and pull out my operations manual. I was considering something all brand new for my vehicle, and I never even thought to consult the inventors. Well, I don't have to tell you what happened. I bought the lower cost fuel. I thought it must be okay or they wouldn't be selling it, and I took off down the highway. Well, about 40 miles down that highway, my pickup began to cough and sputter and cut out. 
I thought, oh no, I'm a million miles from home and my vehicle is dying. I looked for a gas station and I pulled in and rushed to the mechanic for help. I explained to him my plight. And as I finished, he asked me only one question. Sir, did you recently get gasoline? And did you buy the ethanol mix? I said, yeah. He kind of laughed under his breath and said, sir, your vehicle there, based on its age, it was not invented to run on ethanol. And when those words were said from that mechanic, all of a sudden, a big light bulb appeared over my head. And I realized, if this invention, my vehicle, if it's to work properly, I must follow the operating instructions that the inventors gave me. I consulted the book, and it told me exactly what I could use as fuel, and ethanol was not included. Folks, our America is special and unique, an invention, a, a nation unlike any others. And when something goes wrong with our nation, we must go back to the manual. And our founding fathers knew that for our nation to work, there could not be Shea rebellions or riots or lawbreakers disrespecting property and people. And we must all work together to be kept safe. But something else, we must respect our law officers and our authorities. And if one of our law officers, one of the pieces of this nation's machine, if they don't act in the proper way, there can be no turning of a blind eye by employers or union leaders or anyone. There must be swift and appropriate action to fix that problem. And our part, we the people, what are we to do? Read the operator's manual carefully and follow the instructions, the rules, the law. But what if changes are needed? What if something in our city or our neighborhood or our nation, what if things just aren't right? We go to our leaders peacefully with our grievances. What if our leaders won't listen? Well, we get a bigger group and go back to talk more. But breaking the law is not the answer. And what is our most powerful tool of persuasion to make laws better? I'll give you that answer after this break. I'm Jerry Stewart. Please don't go away. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump will be at Mount Rushmore this evening to kick off the Independence Day weekend. The president will join several thousand people for a patriotic display of fireworks at the National Memorial. California's governor is urging people to wear masks and skip Fourth of July family gatherings as the state's coronavirus tally rises. When Governor Gavin Newsom says he'd rely on people using common sense rather than strict enforcement of the face covering order. Iraq is enforcing positions along the border with Turkey to try to prevent the Turkish military advancing deeper into Iraqi territory after two weeks of airstrikes as Ankara continues to target Kurdish rebels in northern Iraq. Wall Street closed today in observance of Independence Day. It will reopen Monday after a solid holiday-shortened week. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Dada, and happy birthday, America. And a great big thank you to those men and women who have sacrificed so much so that we can have religious freedom. 
It's like that song by Lee Greenwood. It goes, I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the ones who died who gave that right to me. Maybe I can't stand up physically today, but I'm proudly standing up on the inside for America every day in my heart. And now we return to United We Stand. Hello and welcome back. I'm Jerry Stewart. Just before the break, we were talking about our great nation, America. And for over 230 years, our Constitution, our instruction manual, has kept us going as a good nation. But our founding fathers made it oh so clear from the beginning that our America would not could not function or even survive properly without the citizens being good people. Now, what exactly do I mean by the word good? We all know what it means to be a good person, and we know that any person, any citizen, harming or killing another person is not good, except in maybe rare cases of protecting the innocent, and that there are laws in place to deal with bad actions. But it is also not good for so many to automatically brand any group, any people as, well, bad people. In every race and creed and every social class, there are mostly good people. But in every group, there will always be a few acting badly. That's why we have laws. But you can't make laws to make people good people. We must want to be good in our hearts, and in our actions. So just how important are good citizens and having a good nation? Folks, if you don't have good people, you're not going to have a good nation. In the mid-1800s, as America became more and more in the eyes of the world, there was a man, a French writer, a philosopher, who was trying to, well, understand what was so special about this young nation, America. His name was Alexis de Tocqueville. He decided to come to America to see for himself what the greatness of America was really all about. Looking, talking, searching for what he called America's key to greatness. And after months of searching for the answer, he wrote down his thoughts. I sought for the key to the greatness of the genius of America in her harbors, in her fertile fields and boundless forests, in her rich mines and vast world commerce, in her public school system and institutions of learning. I sought for the greatness of America in her democratic congress and her matchless constitution. And not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I finally understand the secret of her genius and power. My conclusion is this, he said, America is great because America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. And I could not agree with him more. Kelly and I are so blessed to be allowed to travel across our great nation. And as we travel, we marvel at how there are so very many good people. The people of America are good people. But is it good when we stand by in our own cities and communities and let bad people break into our buildings, destroy and steal property that is not theirs? You say, of course not, Jerry. Of course it's not right. But what can we do about it? First, we can speak up. 
speak out with our own First Amendment rights based on our race or color or place in our community. It may not be easy or safe to speak the truth because maybe speaking the truth out loud may put me at odds with my neighbors or my family or my friends. But that's what good people do. They stand up for what is right. But just what was the most powerful tool of good and great that our Constitution was formed to give us? The right to vote. Our founding fathers believed with all their hearts that we the people would never let bad win. They believed that we would take our right to vote and use it to end the bad and make the changes needed. But you say, my one vote is so small and insignificant, it means nothing. That is true that you as a single person standing among the millions of others may be like a, well, a single grain of sand. But how did God build the great beaches of this world? One grain of sand at a time. And here's the truth. Those who do bad want you to not vote because they know that if we all vote, if we vote for the change, that the good will occur. Did you know that in our most recent national elections, only a little over 51% of all our voting population even voted? Think about it. Almost 50% of America didn't even vote. And if our founding fathers were alive today and saw that, they would be so shocked and disappointed in us. Our greatest tool for change, and we don't even use it. Are we satisfied with that? I'm not, and neither are you. It was Martin Luther King who said, the time is always right to do what is right. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this program after these messages. Hello, I'm Jerry Stewart. As we take this short program break, let me share with you my heart for our America. First, those of us who believe that God is a vital partner with us in our America, first, we must pray. But pray for what? For Him to show each of us what our own part is in saving America. Folks, there are millions in America today doing their best to destroy our American ideals, our moral values, and they are working hard to see the destruction of our one nation under God. And how do we fight back? With our own action. Kelly, tell us how. We must spread the truthful words needed to save our nation. We're not a perfect nation. We're not a perfect people. But we are good people who want America to continue being a good nation. We are offering today this special packet we call our Saving America Packet. And here it is. Order the Saving America Packet today and get all this. First, a copy of the program, United We Stand, on CD. Second, you'll receive a complete manuscript to help you as you tell the stories. And third, another CD with ten powerful true stories of the great patriots in our nation's history and what they did their part to help save our America. And fourth, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America. All this, all four items for only $24.95 plus $5 shipping and handling, delivered right to your door. Call now at 817 576 
888-242-2976 or order online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. That's the full-length CDs, the manuscript of today's program, and Jerry's autographed book. That number again, 817-576-2976. And if we want to save our America, it starts here, now, with us. Please call. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Is there a story in you today? Have you felt the tug of God on your heart to write those words in a book? Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com to find out how we can help you heed your call to publish. They're the largest, most experienced Christian self-publisher in the world. Thousands of people just like you, from pastors to professors, stay-at-home parents to entrepreneurs, tell their stories. Ready to learn more? Visit ChristianAuthors.com for your free guide to Christian publishing today and reach the world with your testimony. ChristianAuthors.com This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. When Independence Day comes around, we mostly celebrate what we're free from. The Declaration of Independence proclaimed our freedom from the king, from his abolishing our laws and taxing us without consent. But the other side of freedom is to ask, what are we free for? What is it we want to do in a positive way with our freedoms? We're free, the same declaration said, to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That same dilemma faces Americans now as we celebrate another Independence Day. America seeks to be free from the interference of other countries, from undue interference even from our own government. Of course, we'd like to be free from viruses and face masks and racial injustice. But to accomplish that, we must accept the responsibilities of freedom. We must be free for living as responsible citizens every day. Happy Independence Day. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. We have adopted since the 60s a kind of anti-American narrative, an anti-heroic narrative. If you hear about George Washington, instead of hearing about the infinity of heroic things he did, you hear, oh, he was a slave owner. Our culture today may not look so favorably on the founding fathers, but in losing that positive side of history, we're losing some pride in our nation and how this country came to be. Here's Eric Metaxas on Focus on the Family Minute. We have done a profound disservice to this generation and even to our generation, us growing up in the 70s or whatever, that we have not taught these things. If, if you have a couple of generations that doesn't understand this stuff and that is not living it out, that is, I'm not being hyperbolic, that is the end of America. And we have not been doing this and we need to get very busy. Share the stories of American heroes with your children and give them a sense of pride in their country. More from Eric today at FamilyMinute.org. Hello and welcome back to the special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. It's been about 10 years now since Kelly and I made our trip to Philadelphia, the place where freedom was born in our nation. I remember seeing all the historical sites, the Liberty Bell, the old State House. Then we went to Independence Hall, where the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence met to decide the fate of our new nation. When we stepped in, I remember thinking just how small the room was and wondering just how everyone was able to fit in there. 
I tried to imagine what it must have been like to be there on those hot July days in 1776 with each man carefully thinking through his position, his own convictions, and the risks that each was taking just to be there. A small band of men who proved by their actions that they were genuinely pledging their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. But just how was it that such a small group of men, each devoted, even as they were, could accomplish such an amazing feat? How could just a handful of men build what was to become the greatest nation in the world? It's because, with God, all things are possible. And time after time, God showed his faithfulness to our founding fathers, and he stuck with them. Listen to this amazing story, perhaps the most amazing single story of America that I have ever told. On the same day that the Declaration of Independence was passed in Philadelphia, British troops landed on Staten Island with the first of what would eventually be a powerful force of, get this, over 55,000 men. As General Washington had anticipated, the British considered the control of New York City to be crucial to the crushing of this colonial uprising. As they positioned themselves to take the Hudson River and the remainder of that key metropolis, they had only one obstacle to overcome, a small band of colonists who had positioned themselves for a stand against the British on the western end of Long Island. Now, on the morning of August the 22nd, 1776, 15,000 British troops landed on the southeast shore of Brooklyn without opposition. Three days later, 5,000 more troops landed, giving them a powerful army to face barely 8,000 American troops. And in just five days, the colonist forces were surrounded. Then the British troops attacked, and the American troops left and center were driven back with the right troops cut off and trapped. Five times, a group of Marylanders flung themselves against the British troops, trying to break through to rescue the trapped forces, but they could not get through. It appeared that day they would all surely fall. Well, all that afternoon, the colonist forces waited for the British to make their final attack. But miracle number one, the British clearly had the troops and the weapons to overrun the Americans, but amazingly, they did not come. As day turned to night, no doubt many of the men's thoughts turned to home. They must have been crazy to think they could win against this powerful British machine. Their ministers had told them, put your trust in God. He will see you through. But where was God now? Little did they know just what God was about to do. So for all that night and the next full day, as the Americans braced themselves for the British onslaught, it still never came. And that next night, a cold, hard rain began to fall. It literally soaked the unequipped American forces but it also did something else. The powerful northeast wind that came with it prevented the British troops from getting across the river. Miracle number two. And now, George Washington had a plan. It was dangerous, almost crazy. He would get all the soldiers off that island by taking them across on small 
boats. But the plan was crazy, wasn't it? First, there were thousands of men there. Second, they had no boats. They had no experienced oarsmen to man the boats. And finally, anyone crossing the river could easily be seen and picked off by British warships. Yes, it was crazy. But anything was better than watching the American troops just be slaughtered. And then came the next miracle. As Providence would have it, one group of the soldiers with Washington were actually expert oarsmen who had spent their lives on the water. They somehow found a way to secure the necessary boats, and then they prepared to make their way across the river. Now, as the tiny boats begin to carry the trapped American soldiers back to safety, their movement across the river was covered by a heavy storm with choppy seas. Miraculously, the British never noticed even what was happening. Although the oarsmen fought the heavy winds all night long, moving the troops safely off the island, they were not able to move all the men before morning. As the first glimmers of dawn began to light, it seemed they would not, could not finish their job. Surely, not all the American soldiers could be rescued. God would have to perform one more crucial miracle. And what happened that day should be told by one who was there. In his diary, Major Ben Talmadge wrote this. He said, as the dawn of day approached, those of us who remained in the trenches became very anxious for our own safety. And when the dawn appeared, there were several regiments still on duty. At this time, a very dense fog began to rise, and it seemed to settle in a peculiar way over both encampments. It was very, very dense, and I could scarcely discern a man at six yards away. We tarried until the sun had risen, but the fog remained as dense as ever. That day, most every man recorded that strange fog in their diaries, and most all gave the credit to God for his miraculous intervention. Believe it or not, the fog held until the last boat was safe from British fire. And then the fog just lifted with the British standing shocked at what had just happened. All of the almost 8,000 trapped soldiers had escaped to fight another day. What an amazing, miraculous story. It's no wonder why the Americans knew that God was with them and that he would be with them until the end. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with some final words after these messages. Hello, I'm Jerry Stewart. There are millions in America today doing their best to destroy our American ideals, and they are working hard to see the destruction of our one nation under God. And how do we fight back? With our own action. Kelly, tell us how. We are offering today this special packet we call our Saving America Packet. First, a copy of the program, United We Stand, on CD. Second, you'll receive a complete manuscript to help you as you tell the stories. And third, another CD with ten powerful true stories of the great patriots in our nation's history. And fourth, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America. 
all four items for only $24.95 plus $5 shipping and handling delivered right to your door. Call now at 817-576-2976 or order online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Please call. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. It's long, over a 1,000 chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Term Provider. Provider.com. Termprovider.com. Hey, this is Bill Carl. We think of ministry as something that happens at the church. But what about ministry that happens in the marketplace? Tune in this Sunday morning at 8 for a brand new program called Ministry in the Marketplace with pastor, evangelist, author, and entrepreneur, Dr. Richard Hamlet. The gospel is not only for the Jews and the 12 tribes of Israel, but it is for the Gentiles. And that it is for everyone. The gospel is for every people group. It's for every ethnicity. Don't miss Ministry in the Marketplace. Sunday morning at 8 on Faith Talk and at letstalkfaith.com. Now streaming on salemnow.com is the brand new film Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code TAMPA to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Bill Bunkley with something to think about. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. With these closing words from the Declaration of Independence, 56 patriots put it all on the line for freedom as they understood it from the Holy Bible. They were lawyers, a doctor, a surgeon, Ministers of the Gospel of Jesus, farmers, sheriffs, a printer, a publisher, a scientist, a surveyor, 
judges, a tax collector, customs collector, a mercantile owner, a carpenter, an architect, an author, an inventor, a ship owner, a plantation owner, a poet, and a college president. The struggle for independence is not over. Many no longer share the Founders' vision. They gave us a grand republic, that is, if we can keep it. I'm Bill Bunkley. Hello and welcome back to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Today is our America's birthday. 244 years ago, our nation declared its independence. And when the news spread abroad of our newborn nation, Americans everywhere were celebrating. They were cheering and ringing the church bells, excited to be free, but not the signers. According to notes taken inside that signers meeting, the men were silent in deep thought and prayer. Some were even crying. Why? Because the weight of what they had done, what they had set into motion, was astounding. And there was no guarantee that declaring our independence would indeed secure their actual independence. But there was something else that weighed on our founding fathers, perhaps something even heavier. It's this. Once we secured our independence and once we were given our freedom, our liberty, just how would we keep it? Jefferson, Franklin, Washington, Adams, they had all seen the citizens. They had seen that so many were willing to take freedom, but that other things like safety and security and reliance on the government caused them to willingly give up their freedom. And our founding fathers were genuinely concerned that they may fight for freedom, that they may pay the great price for freedom, and after the great price was paid, those who followed would just give it away. So here we are today, and the very thing our founding fathers feared has come true. So many in America today have just handed over so much of our true freedom, and our founding fathers warned us. In one writing, Thomas Jefferson told us what to watch for, that if those things began to happen, they were signs of freedom and liberty lost. Jefferson said, you know that the light of liberty is fading when you, quote, take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who are not. Jefferson went on to say that, quote, most bad government results from too much government. Jefferson said, to force a person to pay taxes for those things which they disbelieve and abhor, to do this is both sinful and tyrannical. And this is where we are today. We have fallen into the very trap our founding fathers warned us against. And the biggest problem in America today, we have forgotten God Abraham Lincoln said this, We have forgotten God's gracious hand, which preserves us in peace and multiplies and enriches and strengthens us. You see, we've allowed our greatest ally, our strongest asset, Almighty God, to be pushed out, pushed away, forgotten in our America. And what did Thomas Jefferson say would happen when we pushed God out of America? I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. So today, let us celebrate, but let us stop and ponder and pray 
and weep for our America. I'm Jerry Stewart. Thanks for joining me today. May God bless our troops. May God bless you. May God bless America. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't know the Son. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness? Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also find encouragement on our Facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910. Streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media Group With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump kicks off Independence Day weekend with an evening visit to Mount Rushmore. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. The president will join several thousand people for a patriotic display of fireworks at the National Memorial. And he says it's going to be quite a show. It's uh, going to be a fireworks display Like few people have seen, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be beautiful. However, tonight's event has sparked controversy and concern. Health experts are worried about the coronavirus risk because South Dakota's governor says social distancing won't be required and masks will be optional. There's also a wildfire danger from the fireworks. Greg Clugston, Washington. The U.S. Surgeon General is stressing the importance of face coverings as Americans celebrate the 4th of July this weekend. Jerome Adams tells NBC's Today Show it's important that people understand the benefits of wearing a mask. If people understand why they're doing it, they're going to be more likely to comply. If it's mandatory, they'll only do it when someone's watching. And so while I'm not against anyone who has a mandate, I think the most important thing from a health communications point of view is helping people understand how they benefit and why they should do this. A full list of countries for which quarantine against the coronavirus will not apply to people arriving back in England has just been published. The attempt to relax the restrictions and allow travellers from certain countries to come to the UK without having to go into isolation for 14 days has left Westminster at odds with the Welsh and Scottish administrations, which have control of public health policy. The Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon and Welsh First Minister Mark Drakeford both described the UK government's handling of the process as shambolic and accused it of inconsistency. Downing Street defended its approach and said that it had worked with the devolved administrations from the outset. BBC correspondent Jonathan Blake reporting. This is SRN News. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. 
God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code MOVIE to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. The Trump administration is expressing outrage over reports of China using forced abortions and contraception on minority Muslim women. This is egregious. It's awful. Uh, It is really unthinkable. Uh, what's uh, taking place. Sam Brownback says the communist government's also issuing multimatums. If you do have another child, uh, we're going to send you to um, uh, the camps, and your children are going to be separated from you. Many of the children have been separated already. Brownback's U.S. ambassador at large for international religious freedom. Black churches are lagging behind in the move to online services prompted by the coronavirus. Researcher Erica Galt at the University of Arizona says part of the problem is the fact that young African-Americans, the ones who are most tech-savvy, aren't attending church. Polls indicate the number of young black adults identifying as Christian fell by 16 percentage points between 2009 and 2019. This is... There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns and that someone is us we are free radio we are broadcasters visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more furnished by nab and this station hey are you guys open yeah yeah we are come on in as businesses reopen across the nation is your business prepared for what comes next salem surround can help COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is The Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. We are honored to have you with us. We are part of the Salem Media Group and very proud to be um, in that uh, seat as well. Well, it is, uh, it is the Independence Day weekend, and it's upon us. And this is going to be a very, very special opportunity for us to 
to remember exactly why we are here as a nation, to remember what were the foundational principles of what put this nation together, and to ask a question, have, have things so changed that we would want to change our foundational principles? Would we want to replace those principles with Marxism, socialism, communism, a strong central government, a government that would be greatly opposed to Christians in the Christian church as well as any men and women of any faith? We need not look too far around to see the crackdown on the freedom of religion, the expression of religious freedom, and religious liberty. Those, along with our First Amendment right to free speech and the rights of our men and women that are part of our society. I hope that uh, we will all join together. I know that I'll be having my flag out all throughout the weekend at my home. Might be a good uh, good opportunity if uh, you have the, the resources and have never mounted a flag outside your home. Would be a, a very encouraging sign to drive throughout our neighborhoods uh, over this um, extended celebration of our independence and to see the red, white, and blue just, uh, just covering the landscape all throughout uh, our listening area. Well, I'm going to be sharing some quotes from the Founding Fathers here in just a few moments, and I think it's important because in many aspects, uh, whether it's the media or whether it's the history books or uh, whatever it is, and, and maybe even people's opinions, misguided opinions, those that would say that uh, the, uh, the Bible, Christianity, had nothing to do with the founding fathers in putting together this country. Well, we will debunk some of that, including the fact that uh, some say, well, you know, the founding fathers were, weren't really, you know, they weren't really into Christianity like they like to say, be, meaning us, like to spin it today. Well, we'll uh, spend some time uh, dealing with the truth. But what I wanted to do is just take a moment because uh, we had an opportunity and um, HHS Secretary Dr. Ben Carson as you know, was just a, a phenomenal surgeon, unbelievable. And uh, he's not been practicing as a surgeon for quite some time. He's uh, a very important uh, African-American member of uh, President Trump's uh, cabinet. And as uh, we are going into not only the 4th of July, on one hand, we're we're thinking about our freedoms. On the other hand, uh, we're certainly uh, thinking about uh, all of the destruction that's been, what's been going uh, on in America. 
And he had some thoughts about that. And I thought the thoughts would be uh, something special for us to consider uh, as we are also considering the um, not only the Declaration of Independence, but Independence Day weekend uh, right here in our listening area. Uh, let's, let, 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 let's take a listen. Dr. Parson, always good to have you with us. You know, with, the, with regard to this question of the, the foundation of Black Lives Matter, and when you hear, you know, that is Martha McCallum with Fox News ideology, that they're proud of that Marxist ideology. You know, do you are you concerned about that extending into the broader part of the movement that you see, you know, on people's T-shirts and everything else? Do you think that there's a danger that emanates from that? Well, we're really talking about two different things. Uh, you know, do black lives matter? I think everybody would agree that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're talking about something else when we're talking about a movement that espouses things like, you know, taking down the model of Western family structure, talking about defunding the police. And there are a host of things on their website, uh, the Marxist uh, influence. Mm -hmm. These are things that are antithetical to the American model and to patriotism in this country. So I think there are a lot of innocent and good people who think Black Lives Matters just means, you know, we should be taking care of our black citizens and making sure that they're not discriminated against. Absolutely. And that's noble and laudable. Yeah. But we have an organization that is taking advantage of the fact that people don't really know what's behind a Marxist-driven organization. Great point. You know, with regard to, um, you know, what sort of can be said and not said when you talk about Black Lives Matter, this is um, a tweet from Terry Crews, who said, if you're a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into hashtag Black Lives Better. Um, that becomes a controversial statement in today's environment. What do you say to that? Well, interestingly enough, you know, one of the heroes of everybody of our history is Dr. Martin Luther mm -hmm. King. And what did he advocate for? A colorblind society. Yeah. He said, I dream of a time when people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Here we are putting everything in the context of color of skin, of external characteristics. And as I've said before, those things don't really matter at the same way as your brain does. You know, when I open up somebody's head and I'm operating on their brain, there is nothing in there that says this is a black person or a white person or a yellow person or a brown person. And that is the thing that actually makes you who you are. And as we divide ourselves, we allow ourselves to be divided we are destroying the very fabric of our nation. This is called the United States of America. And this is what we need to think about. You know, and instead of trying to tear down our history, maybe what we need to be doing is adding to our history. Let's, let's put some statues up of, of Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, Elijah McCoy, who invented the automatic lubrication system for locomotive engines. People tried to always copy his stuff, and people would say, is that a McCoy? Is that the mm -hmm. real McCoy? He's <laughs> an African-American inventor. There's a lot of things that we can be putting up and make sure that everybody feels that they're included in the mm -hmm. development of this great nation of ours. That's a great idea. 
Before I let you go, the, the phrase symbol of hate that the president tweeted about the Black Lives Matter paint uh, that's going down right now in front of uh, City Hall downtown, um, was that a mistake on his part to, to call it that or not? Well, I, I guess the, the larger question is when you're in a public forum, a public square, do you have the right to put on there, you know, a political statement? Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder what people would say if somebody painted a Confederate flag on a public street. So we really need to take into consideration those things. On, on private property, absolutely do whatever you want. This is a, a free country. But we have to recognize that when we put political symbols on public property, we have to take responsibility for that. That was Dr. Ben Carson, and uh, he was um, uh, having an interview with uh, Martha McCollum. Uh, that, McCollum, that happened uh, last night on Fox News during her program. And some very insightful thoughts. And... Um, I don't know, but if we can ever get this corner turned quickly, and I guess what I should say, can we get this corner turned quickly, that uh, some of those suggestions, certainly uh, there are African-American uh, men and women who have made huge contributions uh, to America. And I'm thinking of uh, just several examples right now this afternoon. And part of uh, how we come back together is uh, we have African Americans, we have Native Americans, we have Asian Americans. We're all Americans. But a good look at uh, some of those who made some tremendously large contributions to our way of life here in America. Yeah, you betcha. Let's take that list. Let's get that li list out. Uh, let's let's kind of look at uh, some of the accomplishments on that list, and uh, I'm all for recognizing uh, some of those accomplishments in very very public areas. Because whether it's positive history or negative history, I, I just so firmly believe that history is so very very important. That's why we have the Bible. What is the Bible? The Bible is a written history inspired by the Holy Spirit. And how do we learn about conducting our life today? By studying the lives of so many others. From the dawn of creation all the way to uh, the end of Revelation, even speculating what is to come. That's why the Bible is so rich, because it is, a, it is an accurate reference point. And, you know, if we get rid of all of our history, if we tear down all of our history, the good, the bad, we are going to really handicap our sons, our daughters, and the future generations to come. Because the more that you have an opportunity to not only be presented with a fact of history, and usually with each fact of history there are two sides of, um, of, 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 of two different lives on either side of whatever that aspect of history is. And they oftentimes have two very different perspectives. And both of those perspectives are very rich. 
in allowing us to meditate on those perspectives and to let those guide our lives moving forward, making the right decisions. When I come back, let's take a look at those founding fathers. They had some interesting things to say about Jesus Christ and about Christianity. All that and more in the Bill Bunkley Show. Be right back. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. When Independence Day comes around, we mostly celebrate what we're free from. The Declaration of Independence proclaimed our freedom from the king, from his abolishing our laws and taxing us without consent. But the other side of freedom is to ask, what are we free for? What is it we want to do in a positive way with our freedoms? We're free, the same declaration said, to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That same dilemma faces Americans now as we celebrate another Independence Day. America seeks to be free from the interference of other countries, from undue interference even from our own government. Of course, we'd like to be free from viruses and face masks and racial injustice. But to accomplish that, we must accept the responsibilities of freedom. We must be free for living as responsible citizens every day. Happy Independence Day. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. With 25 years' experience, Puerto Rico Bakery offers the Bay Area's finest authentic Puerto Rican cakes, desserts, and more. Whether you're looking for a -a one-of-a-kind custom-decorated wedding cake, full catering service, or appetizers, Puerto Rico Bakery is ready to help make your special occasion an unforgettable one. Call 813-407-8038. Ask about special fundraising programs for churches. Call Puerto Rico Bakery at 813-407-8038 on Facebook as Puerto Rico Bakery, LLC. Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. I can tell you that I had my eyes shut and I I had my hands lifted and I just for a few seconds I was just praising our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I hope that uh, those opportunities throughout our show are also uh, times where you can just take a moment out and just be inspired in your soul and through the Holy Spirit by uh, some of the artists that uh, are being with us uh, in the afternoon. Well, Let's talk a little bit about our founding fathers. Let's talk about what they said, what was written, what references to Christianity, what references to Jesus Christ. 
Now, let's not apply what's happening here in 2020 to the world of the Founding Fathers. No electricity. No inside plumbing sometimes. Sometimes there was. Messages took a lot longer to get uh, communicated than they do today. Large agricultural businesses, shipping businesses. And so they have come together because they are tired of taxes. They are tired of a lot of things. In fact, if you haven't ever read the Declaration of Independence all the way to its end, that might be a good thing to do sometime over the next uh, few days. It really will give you an understanding of the list of grievances they had against the crown, the crown in Great Britain. One of our founding fathers, his name was John Adams. He actually was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He was a judge. He was a diplomat. He was one of two signers of the Bill of Rights. He also served as the second president after George Washington of uh, the President of the United States. And let me tell you, just as I forgot to a moment ago, a great resource for this, and if you'd like to uh, see my source, uh, go to wallbuilders.com. They are a very important tool and resource for the Bill Bunkley Show, and um, they have done some, some excellent research. So let's share a little bit about some quotes from John Adams. He said, the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Imagine one of our public officials in the Congress standing up in the House or the Senate, and making a same similar, uh, similar state statement. John Adams said, Without religion, this world would be something not fit to be mentioned in polite company. I mean hell. He also said the Christian religion is, above all, it's above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in ancient or modern times, the religion of wisdom, virtue, equity, and humanity. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts 
they're exhibiting. What a utopia. What a paradise would this region be. And last, from John Adams, I have examined all religions. And the result is that the Bible is the best book in the world. Does that sound like somebody who not only was aware of the Christian worldview, but certainly how deep that Christian worldview went to his very soul? The founding father, the second president of the United States. Now you had John Quincy Adams. Kind of goes in the family. The son, he was the sixth president of the United States. John Quincy Adams was a diplomat. He served as Secretary of State. He was a U.S. Senator, U.S. Representative. He was, oh man, eloquent. And he was hellbound, excuse me, hellhound, hellhound of abolition. He wrote, My hopes of a future life are all founded upon the gospel of Christ, and I cannot prevail or quibble away, evade or object to the whole tenor of his conduct by which he sometimes positively asserted and at other times uh, countenances, as, he, as the Lord would permit, his disciples in asserting that he was God. He also said in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is dissolubly linked with the birthday of the Savior. And the Declaration of Independence laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. Sounds like a pretty strong endorsement for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And again, a very strong presence in the White House, in the White House of the sixth President of the United States. And we're going to be hearing more from John Quincy Adams. I have another quote after the break. And then we're going to be hearing from Sam Adams. That's right, Samuel Adams. We'll be exploring his thoughts about Christianity. His philosophy as one of our founding fathers. A lot to contemplate in this 2020 Independence Day weekend. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. California is heading into the 4th of July weekend under classic sunny summer skies and new health orders that temporarily put many popular beaches off limits in an effort to prevent runaway coronavirus infections. A few surfers were in the water at what Los Angeles' Venice Beach 
and a few dozen people strolled the boardwalk or shoreline early Friday. But the normal Independence Day throngs are missing. With testing showing a rising COVID-19 positivity rate and increasing hospitalizations, Governor Gavin Newsom has rolled back or limited some of the reopening of business sectors in counties encompassing nearly three-quarters of the state's population. California restaurants are paying a heavy price during that coronavirus pandemic as indoor dining has been shut down for a second time across much of the state. More details at srnnews.com. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. For God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. They say you're nothing special, but I should look around. But I say you're the greatest friend that I've ever found. You know, to my dad, his car is a trusted friend. He's kept it running great for over a decade. Guess I'm a chip off the old cylinder block. Well, that's why we both choose to go to parts plus auto parts stores. You never let me down, I'll take good care of you. Hey, for all the reasons you love your car, there's parts plus auto parts stores. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon, only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code TAMPA to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Weekdays at 9 a.m., be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Live your life on purpose. God created you for a purpose. So decide today to start living on purpose. But know this, you can expect challenges along the way. You've got to learn to shake off the dust and go on with God. The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt? Who am I that the bright and morning star would choose to light 
tired of her wandering heart. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. And we're back. God's grace, God's beautiful grace. What a time of, uh, of a few moments of worship here on the Bill Bunkley Show. As we're contemplating our independence, Independence Weekend, we're taking a look behind the scenes of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. We're, we're pulling the curtain back to, to learn more about our founding fathers this afternoon. There's a rich history there. It's a history that you probably won't see documented on CNN or MSNBC for sure. It is a rich history of very deep rooting in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to share one more quote from John Quincy Adams, 6th President of the United States. He said, and I quote, the hope of a Christian is inseparable from his faith. Whoever believes in the divine inspiration of the Holy Scriptures must hope that the religion of Jesus shall prevail throughout the earth. Never since the foundation of the world have the prospects of mankind been more encouraging to that hope than they appear to be at the present time. And may the associated distribution of the Bible proceed and prosper till the Lord shall have made, quote, bear his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God, close quote. Some of you may recognize that, John Quincy Adams, at the end of that particular passage, he was quoting Isaiah, the, 52, the 52nd chapter and verse 10. But there's more. What about Sam Adams, Samuel Adams? He, too, put his life on the line. He signed the Declaration of Independence, which could have been signing his death warrant. He's known as the father of the American Revolution. He was a ratifier of the U.S. Constitution. Samuel Adams also served as the governor of Massachusetts. Well, let's take a look at uh, his thoughts about the gospel in Jesus Christ. In one quote, he said, I rely upon the merits of Jesus Christ for a pardon of all of my sins. Sounds like the, that's one of our founding fathers who certainly understood uh, the gospel, the rescuing gospel of Jesus Christ. 
He also said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Thither the righteous flee and are safe. Quoting Proverbs 18.10. Then he went on to say, let us secure his favor. And he will lead us through the journey of this life. And at length receive us to a better. I conceive we cannot better express ourselves than by humbly supplicating the supreme ruler of the world. That the confusions that are and have been among the nations may be overruled by promoting and speedily bringing in the holy and happy period when the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may be everywhere established. And the people willingly bow to the, to the scepter of him who is the Prince of Peace. Sam Adams. He also called on the state of Massachusetts to pray. He asked they pray that, quote, the peaceful and glorious reign of our Divine Redeemer may be known and enjoyed throughout the whole family of mankind. He also said, may we with one heart and voice humbly implore his gracious and free pardon through Jesus Christ, supplicating his divine aid, and above all to cause the religion of Jesus Christ in his true spirit to spread far and wide to the whole earth, shall be filled with his glory. And a last quote I want to share with you from Samuel Adams. With true contrition of heart, to confess their sins to God and implore forgiveness to the merits and the mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, that's uh, Samuel Adams. As I'm sharing this afternoon, do you get the feeling that the original intent of the Founding Fathers in the area of separation of church and state, uh, do you get the feeling how much they were afraid of Christianity, did not want to embrace Christianity, and were, were putting up these barriers between the state and the church? No, no, no. The whole idea of that letter to the Danbury Baptist was all about the fact of keeping the government out of the affairs of the church. They were not concerned. In fact, I'll go out and be very bold. I, I believe they hoped that the church would be involved and have an influence on the government of the United States of America. By the way, when they had the first Congress, uh, the Capitol Hill built, do you know that there was uh, almost immediately upon completion that on Sundays there was a church that met in the chambers of the U.S. House of Representatives? No, we must be wise about the rewriting of history. Now, there's a gentleman you might not have heard of, Joshua Bartlett. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. 
He was a military officer. He also served as judge. He was also uh, the governor of New Hampshire during his life. In an official document called on the people of New Hampshire, here is what he had to say. To confess before God their aggravated transgressions and to implore his pardon and forgiveness through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ. That the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ may be made known to all nations pure and undefiled religion universally prevail and the earth be filled with the glory of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I, but I find this fascinating uh, of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And some of them you may know, and some of them you may not know. And uh, that's why I'm enjoying sharing some of these names that uh, you, you, might not have a, you might not have any kind of exposure to. But when they were putting their life on the line, It was all about a grounding in a Christian worldview. Have you ever heard of Gunning Bedford? Gunning Bedford, he was a member of the Continental Congress. He was a military officer. He was a federal judge, and he was also a signer of the Constitution. He said, and I quote, To the triune God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be ascribed all honor and dominion forever. Amen. This founding father had a very clear understanding of the Trinity and was not ashamed to share it. How about Elias Boudinot? Elias Boudinot, a founding father. He served as president of Congress. He signed the peace treaty to end the American Revolution. He was the first attorney admitted to the U.S. Supreme Court bar. He was a framer of the Bill of Rights and later would serve at the U.S. Mint as a director of the U.S. Mint. He said, and I quote, Let us enter on this important business under the idea that we are Christians, on whom the eyes of the world are now turned. Let us earnestly call and beseech him for Christ's sake to preside in our councils. We can only depend on the all-powerful influence of the Spirit of God, whose divine aid and assistance it becomes us as a Christian people most devoutly to implore. Therefore, I move that some minister of the gospel be requested to attend this Congress every morning in order to open the meeting with prayer. Pretty, pretty amazing quotes, aren't they? 
We'll have a couple more to round out uh, our show and uh, in just a moment as we have to take a uh, commercial break. But you see, these were just not politicians. That's why we refer to them, quite honestly, as statesmen. And we've got a few statesmen and a few stateswomen today, but those of us who are Christ followers, when we spend time reading, and, and this is part of the biographies, this is why I recommend reading Christian biographies, but when we, when we see what the collective thought process was behind the scenes, and not just behind the scenes, proclamations in the Congress uh, from the, the leadership of, of the President's United States, this is what we must share with our children. This is what we must teach our children and future generations to understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is a cornerstone, if not the foundation, of the Declaration of Independence and of the Constitution. A couple of more final quotes before we round out this afternoon's show. I'm Bill Bunkley with The Bill Bunkley Show. Be right back. She is yearning for shelter and affection that she never found at home. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? Find a job you can believe in and get excited about at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings. They connect devoted people like you with thoughtful employers that share your values. Once you log on and see the quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Log on to ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua powders vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with aqua powders vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's aqua powders with a Z, available at Amazon. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corrie Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. 
Tori's story was made famous by her book, an original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. 45 years later comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rice Davies. Watch this captivating film tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code TAMPA. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 930 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other Green Thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. here with this final segment this afternoon as we have been saluting our founding fathers our founding fathers who had a very firm foundation in the gospel of Jesus Christ and been showcasing some of the founding fathers that you may not have remembered or heard of but they are very very important indeed they're very important to the fabric of our nation they're very important part of the history that we must not allow to be revised or rewritten or left out. The last one I want to share this afternoon is Charles Carroll. Charles Carroll was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He was also selected as a delegate to the Constitutional Convention there in Philadelphia. And because we are so focused on the blessing of the First Amendment, of free speech, religious liberty, religious freedom, he was a framer of that same Bill of Rights, also served as a United States Senator. Let me close out by sharing some of the thoughts of this founding father. He said, on the mercy of my Redeemer, I rely for salvation 
and on his merit, not on the works I have done in obedience to his precepts. That just makes me smile. I mean, to hear quotes like this with a very firm foundation and understanding of theological principles, I just praise the Lord for him. He also said, grateful to Almighty God for the blessings which, through Jesus Christ our Lord, he had confirmed on my beloved country in her emancipation and on myself in permitting me under circumstances of mercy to live to the age of 89 years of age and to survive the 50th year of independence adopted by Congress on the 4th of July, 1776, which I originally subscribed on the second day of August of the same year and of which I am now the lasting surviving signer. Moving. He also wrote, I, Charles Carroll, give and bequeath my soul to God who gave it, my body to the earth, hoping that through and by the merits sufferings, and meditations of my only Savior and Jesus Christ, I may be admitted into the kingdom prepared by God for those who love, fear, and truly serve Him. We have such a blessed history. And my final thought is, I contemplate this from a from, from God's viewpoint. Can you imagine the amount of praying that was going on with our founding fathers, that they were part of 13 colonies who were going to go against the British crown? They're going to declare that they're no longer under British authority, knowing that the, the redcoats would come, knowing that they could be signing their lives away. But, you know, I think there's enough evidence this afternoon that we see God's thread in God's footprints through every, every man that was part of this effort, both the Declaration and with the Constitution. And clearly, it was God's will. And as we celebrate Independence 2020, Let's remember to, at the very same parallel time, to give all the glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Asking him to forgive us where we have drifted away from his principles. Also asking him to allow each of us, as his ambassadors, to go forth by our actions and deeds and by our words. And let us share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to everyone those opportunities come our way. Pray that America would recognize her roots and to return to the principles of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Thank you for being with us on this very special day where we took a look at the, the hand of our, of our, of our God, of, of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, as well as those who were obedient and led this country to our independence. Let us meditate on that these very precious days. And yes, I love the United States of America, and I love this country through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Bill Bunkley.